Yeah, talk about Utah offensively. What do they present? What challenges do they present? Uh, they're, they're multiple, you know, multiple personnel, multiple formations, and and a bunch of different schemes. And so, um, you know, against the last opponent, it was a little, it was a little bit more simple, but uh, they, they gave you problems with just a lot of space and speed. Uh, these guys, I think, uh, got big receivers, so the matchups are always going to end up being a, a question for you on the defensive side, making sure we can cover as well as just making sure we're sound because they run, they run a lot of stuff. <clears throat> When the Las Vegas Bowl was being played last year, did you know you were coming to BYU as of that day? Um, I had I had an idea. Yeah, I had an idea. So were you watching that game? Yeah, as I, a, I was. As a, as a Cougar? I what was. What was it like to watch? The I, was, I was watching it as a fan still. You know, I had a lot of friends still up at, at uh, Utah and still do. Um, and, uh, you know, just knew that I was might end up here. And so it was kind of like more just seeing what was going to happen. Not really a, so as, as that first quarter unfolded, what was it like to watch that? <laughs> Probably just like everybody else, you know, a little surprised, but I thought, thought it was a good game at the end of it. Not a ton of tape out there on their quarterback, Troy Williams. Uh, what stood out to you when you watched him last week? I think he's a lot like the last guy we faced, you know, very mobile. Um, just a good athlete, you know. Uh, probably, probably very, very similar to the last guy. What are the keys to stopping a guy like that? Keeping somebody in front of him, I think, you know, just uh, keeping pressure on him and just not let, giving him time, disrupting his timing a little bit as far as when to throw and all that stuff and mixing up uh, disguises with coverages, just probably the same thing everybody else tries to do. But uh, if you can keep him guessing a little bit with just different things, then I think you got a chance to at least give yourself some time to try to get to a quarterback. How similar is the scheme that you've installed here to the one that you you were a part of at Utah? Uh, well, now that's on film, yeah, yeah. There's, there's some differences. Yeah, absolutely, there's some differences. And uh, there, uh, we dabbled a little bit in some of the stuff that we're doing now. You know, Coach Scally and Coach, uh, Coach Shaw went and did professional development with some of the teams that we studied uh, when I was still there coaching the D-line. And so, um, you know, there, some of the stuff I liked. And, and Coach Lamb is a big part of what we do as well. A lot of people don't know that. The guy's a genius. Really, really smart, sound sound ball coach and lean on him a lot as well as Coach Itaka just to punch holes in, the, in all our ideas and make sure that we're, we've are we got the kids in the right place at the right time. So are the two defenses that we'll see Saturday pretty similar, as far uh, as schematically goes, not, not talent? Probably not as much as you'd think. Spread offense, uh, mobile quarterback, how much did Arizona's, that game does Arizona prepare you to face the Utah Utes this year? Yeah, it was it was good. You know, there's there's going to be a lot of crossover when we end up getting some of the the personnels. You know, your ten personnels and elevens. A little uh, some similarities where we can have some carryover in teaching. We don't have to do new stuff, but they get into bigger personnels. You know, they get into twelve personnel and even their elevens. They get into spread formations as well as uh, you know tighter formations. And so, um, like I said, they they present a little bit more because uh, because of what they do with their tight ends. Is there a difference when you know an opposing coach personally and kind of may know how they think a little bit as opposed to just going up against someone repeatedly and kind of knowing what they do as scheme-wise? Uh, I don't I don't think so. I mean, you know, you, you respect everybody that you go against and try to get some tendencies on film. And, um, you know, everybody is self-scouting themselves after the first game, making sure that they're not tipping their hand too much. They'll do the same exact thing. And so... You know, uh, A-Rod was, was my coach when I was a player. He was a, he was offense coordinator, and so I have tons of respect for him. Jim Harding is a great guy. I love him when I coached with him. And, and so, you know, it's a mutual respect thing and shake hands on the field and, you know, throw a hopefully give a, give the fans something to cheer cheer about and then at the end shake hands again and go, go your ways. 
So you're inside their heads, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> what things with your defense uh, do you feel you guys need to improve most on? Uh, just with Arizona, uh, maybe just because it's because I've uh, you know been with the front a little bit. I'm always just making sure that we're we're sound in the run game and trying to stop the run and uh, you know. Um, so I'm always always going to be, whether we're good or bad, always going to be worried about just making sure we're sound with the D tackles and not giving up big, big plays in the run game. When you're reviewing the film, uh, a lot of, I mean, when you review the film and you went back and talked to the boys, obviously Tate was probably there to kind of clean some things up. But when you reviewed the film, how, how pleased were you with the performance of the players? I, I, was super, I was super stoked, you know. I was really happy. They, they played hard. They played hard. Um, obviously there were mistakes, you know, and there were, one mistake that costed us 50 yards and a touchdown at the, at the end, you know, and we, I think we could have held them under 100 yards rushing if we would have been uh, sound in, in that, but it's, uh, I mean, you, you give up 100 and, 120 something yards, Arizona, you know, doing backflips, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I've, been a, I've been on teams where we've given up 300 plus against those guys, and so um, definitely pleased with the way that they played, and the kids were, the kids were awesome. It was fun watching us. Uh, I think in a way I was a little bit like a fan just on the sidelines, just like, man, look at these guys fly around, look at them go. You know, just awesome to see these kids play. You use a lot of guys on defense. Is that going to be a staple for the rest of the year, or was it just for Arizona? I think I think uh, you have to. If you're playing fast-tempo teams and as well as keeping your guys healthy the whole year, you got to make sure. You know, if you're deep, then you use them. If you're not, then obviously you want to you, uh, use your guys sparingly, but uh, you want you want to be able to keep those guys rotating so they stay fresh. Did you play Corbin more than you expected or about what? I think about what we thought. Uh-huh. Yeah. Really pleased with him. Yeah. Really pleased with him. And he's understanding football more and more. And he played, obviously, in high school. But college football is a little bit different. And his transition has been, been really cool to see. He's, he's picking things up. He's a, he's a big boy. I'm assuming you've known Harvey Longy probably most of his life. I'm assuming you probably recruited him when you were at Utah State. Uh, how would, are you surprised that he's where he is now, just a different position, the running back and at BYU and kind of his journey? No, no. I th- you know, he's a guy that can play a bunch of different positions. And uh, he was uh, he wouldn't give me a time of day back when I was still at Utah State. I was like, Harv, my man. He was like, no, nope. going somewhere else. He was like, all right. But he's a great kid, really, really good kid. So fun to be with him now.